0: Hi, everybody. Dr. Bill Crawford here. I'm a psychologist, a speaker, author of four books, host of two PBS specials, here today to give you my best thoughts on how to get excellent customer service. I'm actually someone who goes out and teaches customer service, so I'm often teaching how to serve people to organizations, but I thought I would kind of get on the other side of the issue, so to speak, and speak to those of us who are trying to get good customer service from the organizations that we patronize. I think in the past the, the idea was the squeaky wheel gets the grease, so in the past what people thought is they had to be really upset, really angry, really annoying in order to get good customer service. The good news is that is changing, partly because most organizations are recognizing the value of good customer service, they are teaching people how to give good customer service, and some of them are actually empowering their frontline people to solve problems. Uh, JCPenney is doing a great job of this. Apple is doing a great job of this. And so what we want to do is to recognize when we call someone, is this a person who is there to explain the policy to us or solve our problem? You'll probably get a feel for that pretty early. Now again, most people have been taught to be courteous and and, uh, professional. When they answer, they'll probably say, Hi, I'm John. How can I help you? I always say, hi, John, I'm here to take advantage of your excellent customer service. What that does is set up the idea that, number one, I call him by name, and that I am here to help him deliver excellent customer service. So then I start explaining the situation. And pretty soon, I'll get a feel for whether John is one of the policy explainers or problem solvers. If he starts to explain the policy, I'll, ha- I'll basically do my silent thing. What I do is he'll say, Well, sir, of course, we, you know, you, here's the problem, da, 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 and our policy is da 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 da. And I'll go, Yeah. See, what they're expecting <laughs> is for someone to start defending, Well, yes, but blah 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 blah. And then they come back, Well, yes, sir, but you knew the policy. Bah, bah. But when you just kind of be silenced, they don't quite know what to do with that, so they often fill it with sometimes, well, let me see what I can do. (laughs) And that's wonderful because that's exactly what you want. But if you get a sense that this person is just going to explain policy to you and that is their job, you don't want to spend a lot of time with that person. Just say thank you very much and hang up. And then I would call back and immediately ask for a supervisor. Now, they don't want to send you to their supervisor right away because they've been trained to try to keep that from happening. Otherwise, their supervisor would just be swamped with calls. But now you know that their frontline people are policy people, not problem-solving people. And so their supervisor may be more motivated to defend uh, to, to um, solve your problem. The key is you don't want the frontline person explaining to the supervisor what your problem is. Number one, they may not get it right. Number two, they will explain it from their perspective, and the supervisor will now be set up to either solve your problem and not support the frontline person, or support the frontline person and not solve your problem. So you want to be the person that explains this to the supervisor or the person up the ladder. This happened to me the other day when I was uh, booking a hotel in New York for my family. Uh, My wife and I made a mistake, and we booked two non-refundable stays. So when I discovered this had happened, I called the hotel and actually talked to someone in uh, finance, and she was very helpful. She said, oh yes, um, it is going to be a challenge, but I think we can help have this third-party booking agency call us, and we'll try to figure it out. So I did. I called the third-party booking agency. They started explaining the policy to me. I went, yes, I understand the policy. I'm looking for you and your excellent customer service to help me here. So they said, let me call the hotel. Well, they just called the front desk or somebody, maybe even a, a customer representative, but they didn't call the person that I asked them to call. And this person said, well, gee, sorry, there's nothing we can do. It's a policy. See, they were explaining the policy to the person who was explaining the policy to me. When I finally got really clear, there's too many third parties involved in here. I am not really advocating from my own perspective. I said, okay. I decided to email the manager of the hotel. Googled his name, found his email, explained the situation to him in a way that it would be good for him to solve the problem. And here's what I did. I said, hello, uh, Mr. So-and-so, my name is Bill Crawford. My family and I are looking forward to spending a wonderful uh, stay at your hotel. I do have an issue, and I'm hoping you can help me with. You see, I am a senior reviewer on TripAdvisor. It lets them know that I'm going to post a review. And I'm looking forward to posting a wonderful review. But I have this problem. I have accidentally booked two uh, hotel rooms for the same night, for the same situation, and I'm hoping you can help me. They are non-refundable. However, I would love to take advantage of one of them and have the other one canceled if you could help me. So I went on to explain the situation, and he wrote back immediately saying, Absolutely, Mr. Crawford, we are looking forward to having you. Uh, Let me get with my, uh, my people, and we'll resolve this right away. You see, people up the ladder are more motivated to solve your problem. They're invested in how the property or the business is seen online. They're very sensitive to reviews. So notice I didn't threaten a negative review. I promised a positive review. The idea of connecting with people from a positive perspective versus a negative one is very important. Because even if you're just talking with someone who's on the front line, if they sense you're not one of these people that are going to just rag on them and make them feel terrible, but you're someone positive or pleasant to talk to, they're going to be more motivated to try to help. So what I'm encouraging you to do is to begin to see a customer service problem as something that, where the solution is going to be good for the business as well as for you. Present your issue that way, see if you're talking to a policy person or a problem solver, and then move up the line until you finally get to a problem solver. I hope this has been helpful. I try to keep these videos short. By the way, if you want me to come to your organization and do a presentation on customer service, I would love to do that. If you would like to work with me as a life coach on other issues around confidence and career or depression or other issues like that, feel free to go to my website, BillCrawfordPhD.com, hit the contact button, and I will uh, will, uh, look forward to discussing this with you. If you also want to understand my philosophy, I have a very unique philosophy that I call life from the top of the mind. It has to do with engaging the world in a way that works with how the brain processes information. If you want to understand this, see how this might be helpful, new, you can go to my website and put your name and email address on the first page and I will send you four free videos that explain this concept to you. In the meantime, here is to you bringing more clarity, confidence, and creativity to everything you do, including your calls to customer service, and I will look forward to seeing you in the next video.